Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Throw me the ball and watch what I do with it. What's up, everybody, and welcome to, I guess, another episode or the first episode of the Believe in the Long Ball podcast. That's right. We've been teasing it for a couple weeks now, I think, but we have rebranded, you know, after the pandemic hit and we started talking about a lot of different things. We thought to ourselves, why limit ourselves to only college baseball? Don't worry. We're still going to be talking a lot about college baseball we know it's very important and it doesn't get enough love but we're going to be talking about major league baseball too we're going to be talking about the minors as well the same things that we've been doing a little quick rebrand like we talked about as always you can listen to us on spotify itunes stitcher tune in google play and possibly luminary we're not too sure if you like us give us five stars rate us if you don't like us don't give us five stars but at least let us know why we got MLB playoffs, we got a new name, we got a new swag. Orlando, the floor is yours. It's essentially the same podcast. Nothing, honestly, will change other than our mental health, knowing that we feel good releasing to an audience, talking about everything baseball, um, and we're not releasing it under a college baseball podcast name anymore. So it's great for our mental health. Uh, It's still going to be entertaining as all hell. It's still going to be uh, just that that balance of, of, you know, baseball nerd analysis um, and, and just casual fan talk. And then, like, who knows? We, we get off on tangents all the time. We're going to introduce some new segments. Mm-hmm. Really excited for, for what the future is going to bring. Obviously going to have interviews, um, this and that, looking to expand on the interviews. But overall, we're, we're really excited about where this is going and uh, – yeah, we've been teasing it for a while. I'm, I'm just excited to get going. Same here. Same here. So enough talk about it. Let's break into our first episode with this new label, this, uh, you know, woke up feeling brand new because that's how we're feeling right now. Where do we want to start? I mean, we can start with, obviously, let's just get it out of the way because nobody's happy about it. The A's, they were... My World Series pick, I had them losing to the Dodgers. And they did not get the job done against the Astros. At least they didn't get swept. But, I mean, I wouldn't. I don't know if you call it a gentleman's sweep in a five-game series. It's kind of weird. But it was a mini version of that. Um, and, again, it was just a tough watch, man, because as much as we can be upset at the Astros for what they did, assuming they're not cheating right now, they just wouldn't go away. They were very impressive because the A's, they didn't lay down. It's not like they had the the woes that they've had in the past as far as not being able to hit, things like that. They hit, the Astros just hit more. And my God, what is going on? What was going on in LA? I mean, I don't know if the, if the wind, I don't know what was going on, but it looked like Coors Field, honestly. I mean, LA has been a launch pad during the day, like for some time now, and it's just not talked about enough. Mm-hmm. The fact, and, and obviously all, all the credit in the world to the Dodgers, they're fucking loaded. But once again, that place is a launch pad. There was what, uh, how many home runs were hit in that series? It was an, it was an absurd amount of home runs that were hit. Yes. And it wasn't like cheap home runs either. There we're talking like oppo taco. The one that Pinder hit was, like halfway up more than halfway up the bleachers opposite field. Mm -hmm. So the ball is just absolutely flying. The main concern of that whole series was will the Astros have enough pitching? If you score fucking a million runs, you don't need anyone. They could have thrown a position player on the mound. Right. For all we know. And they would have still just 
bang the ball around Carlos Correa. Like, I mean, the guy's just an asshole. Yes. Number one, he's an asshole, but shout out to the haters. I mean, he just, he shoved it, shoved it to the haters. You cannot say much right now about what they've been able to do. The only thing you could say, you'd have to just kind of, talk down on who they faced, right? They faced a Twins team that had lost, what, 17 games straight. Wouldn't have been in the playoffs if it wasn't for the expansion, um, I don't believe. I don't mm, believe I think they, they would have. Okay, they would have, yeah, but okay, they've been... From... Yeah, I get, confu- I get confused with, uh, you know... But it's not like they would have done it. All the teams that, that, that just rolled over and played dead, I'm just like, whatever, you shouldn't have been there. Yeah. Um, and then you go to a team who... You know, in in reference to Pedro Martinez, the Astros are the A's daddy. And that's why I was just happy that the A's won one because getting swept would have just been such a bad look. But even so, it was literally anything you can do, I can do better. And that's how it was the whole time. And that's how they end up back in the ALCS, ready to take on either the Rays or the Yankees. We'll get into that series later. But it, it is what it is right now. We all kind of just got to watch. And, and I will say this, congrats to none of the Astros besides Dusty Baker, because I've always liked Dusty Baker since he was the manager of the, the Giants. And shout out to Michael Brantley, because Michael Brantley joined in December. He signed in t- December of 2018. He was not part of the scandal. That fool has always raked. So shout out to them. The rest of them, you already know what they can kiss. Yeah. And, and we honestly, my other point about this before we get into Dusty Baker um, is I pointed out last week, Sean Murphy, mm-hmm. the guy was predictable as all hell calling pitches against the White Sox with their elite offense. Mm-hmm. And now you I said, call I, it. you did call, I it. did say it. I was like, this is a better offense. Like they mm-hmm. may not have like top to bottom. They may shit, right. but these are, superstars you have three superstars that you're going to go up against that all have world series experience george springer's a fucking hall of famer at this point like that guy is unbelievable in the postseason i mean well that's the thing they were it was trending like like they talk about playoff rondo playoff um playoff springer because it's ridiculous yes you wonder what is this guy doing not that he's bad but what the heck are you doing during the regular season I mean, he's still hitting 30 bombs during the regular season, but I, I, I don't know. Like it, the focus level goes up. I, I mm-hmm. don't really, I can't explain it. I mean, he well, just has, yeah. he has that clutch well, gene. Well, what it is, is like, we've run into it with like Mookie. We ran into it with Cody Bellinger when they were on separate teams. They have these hot streaks and then you get to the postseason, and it's like, well, you know, they were destroying the ball during the regular season they're really only they've really only had 10 15 at bats and now people are like they can't hit during the postseason george springer kind of is under the profile a little bit during the regular season but then in the postseason it does not take him long to get going you know he gets going very quickly and people are like what is going on here right and when you think of like the superstars on the astros for some reason he's not the first guy that comes up absolutely not I mean, it's him and Bregman in my mind, and mm-hmm. obviously Correa for. I mean, what are we, the doing? Guys what are we doing with raking? But what are we doing with Altuve then? I, I would. He's put, the only MVP out of the the guys that you named. I would still put. I, I mean, honestly, I would have given it to Judge that year anyway. But um, I, I mean, in in my mind, at least, like I'm thinking Springer and Bregman, and obviously Altuve's there. But there, it's a team of superstars, right? Like. No one has ever been mad at them for the fact that they are absurdly talented. Like Mm -hmm. no one's ever mad at them for that fact. So, but yeah, like I know the A's won yesterday, but that game tying home run that Lazardo gave up, he had just gotten the guy to swing and miss like three straight off speed pitches and then tried to go with a fastball and, and dicked it. And you you saw what happened, Mm -hmm. but we saw that trend. Like we saw that starting and, I just, I don't know, man. I, like, at what point is, does someone pull him aside or, or one of the pitchers, like, just shake him off? Like, be assertive. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So, it was just the A's didn't 
play didn't pitch well. They didn't do those little things that you have to do um, in order to win playoff series. And, yeah. And you can hit all you want. Right. But here's the thing, though. And I, and I tweeted this as well, because a lot has, is being said about the A's pitching and deservedly so. But even throw Matt Chapman in this lineup. If you look at the lineup and you look at the champions that have won since 2016, basically, be, basically all the champions that have won since the Royals won and then the Giants won in 2014, 2014 and Royals in 2015. Look at those lineups and tell me, do the A's have anything close to that? Because Marcus Simeon, he's really figured it out. I don't know. Is he, is he a top? He's probably a top 10 shortstop, but at the closer to 10 mm-hmm. than one. Uh, and then Loriano, he'll, he hit two bombs today. He, he'll show up from time to time, but he's not a regular guy for you. Mark can't all these guys. I just don't think even if the pitching was the pitching would need to be superb because they can put up some runs, but compared to these other lineups, the Astros of the world, the Dodgers, the Yankees, do they, do they really look at that lineup? Do they really have a champion, a world series winning lineup? And I personally don't think so. Yeah, no, I agree with you. They remind me a lot of the Dodgers when they first started like getting going, like when jock, and like mm-hmm. Bellinger, we're, we're still kind of trying to figure it out. Jock's kind of still trying to figure it out. Right, right. But those guys, I mean, it was hit or miss. It was, yeah, it was long ball or nothing. With, right. With and then they hit a bunch of those solo bombs, and it's like, that's not, you're not doing it. Right. You got to string together competitive at bats right. in the playoffs. It's you like softball. Give away at bats. It, it has to be a relentless thing. It, it's right. got to be. And, and the A's, I'm not, dude, I think their lineup could win a cha- even with Chapman. Like, mm-hmm. I just think their pitching was, they don't, you need an ace. You need an ace. You need a guy. Yeah, that, I was just saying, I, I, I realized that. I, I realized that you can also say how many teams have that ace, ace, like a Garrett Cole. There, there's not many like that. They don't even have anything close to that. I guess I'm saying I still think they're, at least one legitimate bat away. Yeah. I just, I don't know what to think with them anymore because I really thought they were going to come in. It really looked just like from a mental standpoint, it just looked like the Strohs were ready to take care of business. Well, you know, I was talking ready to, to take, care I was of talking business. to some, uh, some buddies today. And if you look at how the Astros perform and you look at what they're doing now, I know the ball was flying in LA, but it how crazy would it be if they found a new way to cheat? Because it isn't really making sense. I I don't think so. I I if they destroy to... if they destroy the Rays and Yankee or and or Yankees pitching after the season they just had, it's weird. And somebody else said if it wasn't for the expansion, the Astros wouldn't be in the playoffs. No, they wouldn't have been in the playoffs, but it's also a 60 game season. Those guys started slow. They're, they're mental. Like they're all, they're kind of, they went into the season kind of with a dark cloud over them. I think they would have figured it out. I dismiss any sort of, any sort of malpractice. Look, man, I I watch a lot of unearthed ancient aliens. You know, those, those shows were made just based on, is it possible? So I'm going to ask you, is it possible that they found a new way? Yeah, it's for sure possible. Anyone could figure out a way, but that would be, I mean, that's like, that's sociopathic. That's like Ted Bundy, you know, levels of just diabolicalness, if that's even a word. Um, So, you know, if that's the case, like just like throw them in jail or something, but the bright spark, bright spot of the Astros is you mentioned earlier, Dusty Baker mm-hmm. and our guy, Dick Vitale had one of the best all time tweets yes. I've, I've ever seen. It was uh, it was a shout out to the Astros. So Dickie V just, you know, he's a big baseball guy. He's a big Rays fan. Mm-hmm. So he says in at the MLB, the at Astros are now up two to nothing versus the at athletics. 
happy for at OG Swagger Dick, Dusty Baker, Astros sending message. We are for real after all the embarrassment caused by cheating in the past. I don't know how you can lose with OG Swagger Dick at the helm. No. So for those of you who are kind of trying to figure out what we're talking about, basically Dickie V in his old age, God bless his soul. And people that aren't old do it too. So I'm not ageist or anything, but he tagged the wrong Dusty Baker and the Dusty Baker he tagged. And you would think that you would double check. Wow. Would a, a manager of major league baseball's name who is, I mean, Dusty's probably over 60 himself uh, have a Twitter handle called OG Swagger Dick. Dick Vitale didn't, didn't, care to check and posted it and it was up for a while because i sent it to you and i was like this is going to get deleted any minute now still don't know if it's been deleted still up still up still up yeah you click through og swagger dick is just your basic you know dude just posting like memes and stuff like that on twitter it's um it was it was pretty bizarre from dickie v I mean, that's got to be his nickname though from now on right like right. yeah i mean he's never gonna gonna you know, shake that nickname. Well, it's and always, what, and he's going to be the OG swagger dick forever. And what we talked about was as funny as we think it is. And we're joking about Dick Vitale. You had to scroll like six or seven tweets down to see someone. I'm like, am I tripping? Like, I thought it was maybe like his son or something. I'm like, am I tripping right now as I'm scrolling down? And then finally someone was like, don't think you tagged the right person. Dickie and like finally I was like okay I'm not crazy here but a lot of people <laughs> just like responded to Dickie's tweet and didn't even like care to like or didn't even notice that he tagged OG Swagger Dick yeah it was like given stats about you know the Astros and their right. home splits or something like that and then you have to scroll down 10 tweets and it's like hey you know just happy they gave OG Swagger Dick another opportunity like I'm just right. glad he's getting his his second chance in the league exactly exactly Oh, man. So that's it for A's Astros. Uh, A's, I don't know if I should say congrats. I guess they haven't won the division since I believe 2013 or something. But short season, I know they're not happy and they got to get someone. But that's the same thing with the A's. You don't want to spend money. That's what happens. You know what I mean? There are a couple guys they let go that um, probably could have helped them today or during the series. But that's how it goes. So that's why it sucks because who knows if they're going to pay a Matt Chapman and a year like this, where you really needed him, he was out. Simeon gone. You think someone will sign him somewhere else? What if he uh, took a trip across the Bay? That's what I was thinking. But I mean, he's a Farhan guy too. Farhan wants to hit there. Dude. I went to a fucking giants game a few years ago when they were, when the Orioles were legit. Mm-hmm. And it was Machado, Trumbo, Chris Davis, Jonathan Scope, Adam, Adam Jones. Jones. Yeah. And I got there for BP. And these guys are fucking making AT&T Park with the, the fence still moved moved back. They're making it look like a wiffle ball park. And it that's depends on the day, though. Bro, it is not. They just haven't had good players, good hitters that can hit the ball that far. Who wants to go? Yeah, but who wants to go to California and then play when it's cold? Those those night games are cold. If oh, I'm going to California, God. I'm playing in good weather. I'm going to LA. I'm going to LA, baby. Where are these guys coming from? They're they're coming from the likes of like true. Atlanta and true. New York and stuff like that. Like so, and Marcus Simeon's like what <laughs> huge difference coming from? Uh, yeah, from we're gonna have to. What are the difference who? between Oakland and San Francisco? Is there what do you a big mean? climate? Um, I mean, not big, but it's, there is one, I mm-hmm. would say it's always, a I mean, San Francisco is different than everywhere. It's always at least so. a smidge warmer in Oakland. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so let's go next. Let's go to the other series that is done. Braves Marlins and the Braves are finally doing what we talked about. They're showing up. Uh, I don't know. Have they got to the NLCS with Acuna as like the guy? No, no, no. I mean, Acuna was, he was, was he a rookie last year? Might have came up. I know that they were, he, they were in the playoffs but, before with him. Yeah, yeah. They've, they've just been losing to the Dodgers. Right. Um, early, they lost the, early. Yeah, they lost the Dodgers with Machado, you know, a couple of years ago. Um, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, they, they lost last year as well. Um, 
but yeah, it was the first time I, I believe since the early two thousands or like 99 or something like that, that, that the Braves are going to the CS that offense is sick. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And the, and they have the pitching to match. So it's going to be very interesting. You know, um, obviously when you first make your picks, you're like, who could beat the Dodgers? But when we did say who could make some noise from the national league, the Braves were in the picture as well. They should be. Um, I, I mean, we came in during the, the Dodger game. They were up like six, two or eight, two. I, I mean, it was uh, I'm checking right now, but they were it, heavily in control. It's eight, three top eight right now. Dodgers have first and second. Yeah. I no mean, out. so that series is over as well. That series is pretty much done. So, um, and you know, you look at the Braves and, and, and you know, shout out to the Marlins. It was, an interesting year from them. I for, completely forgot about how they had the COVID shutdown. Yeah, still was... managed to get. Imagine that. Like, I hate to take it back to the Giants. Imagine a team getting shut down for COVID and still fielding a playoff team and your team being basically healthy the whole year and not getting it. That's pretty bad. Yeah, they almost ruined the league. They almost just straight up canceled. Yes. Got they almost got the season canceled. Didn't they? They had multiple then, guys come up that had were not planning on being in the MLB or the the uh, alternate site. Yeah, yeah. And they, they just brought and, them from home and they hung around. They won when they wanted to. I saw that highlight of, um, I think it was a a Phillies guy that like one of you know those local shows talking about how you know it was more of an indictment on the Phillies. And it's like, you have to beat teams like the Marlins. They're the bottom feeders. And they're now they're really embracing that uh, kind of mantra of being the bottom feeders that showed up. And obviously their season is over now, but that's a good showing from them. Again, I'm talking about the Giants. Look at the Phillies. They didn't have anything happen to them like that, like the Marlins. You didn't show up. You did not show up. So I would say kudos to the Marlins. People are saying, could is this sustainable? Was it a flash in the pan? I honestly don't know enough about that team. I mean, Francisco Cervelli, who just retired, um, you know, was with the Marlins and they still made the playoffs. Yeah, they got really good pitching. Like they have mm -hmm. a one-two punch that like could potentially grow into two legitimate aces. Right. So Alcantara and Sixto are disgusting. Mm -hmm. And honestly, Lopez is really not that far behind them at all either. Yeah. So they have three guys that, that can really pitch. Their hitters, like I had previously stated, it's like an all potential breakout team from the year like 2015. Mm -hmm. So it's like Jesus Aguilar, Corey Dickerson. It's right. like, so these guys were that were supposed to become like 30 home run guys, and then they just kind of are now just journeymen. Yeah. But it works. Like you get you you get you mesh those guys in a clubhouse and like yeah. they fucking they figure it out. And that's another question to say. Is it sustainable? But I'll say this. What an interesting market Miami is. Because listen to the word I just said. Miami. Okay? If you are able... And people still respect Derek Jeter. Doesn't really matter what he does. Okay? So is it possible... It will never be a big market. But who doesn't want... It's expensive as heck out there. Right? Mm -hmm. In Miami proper. But there's a, there's a they could get some free agents that might want to kick it in Miami. You guys got some pitching... We're in a pretty, I mean, the, the Braves are not going anywhere, but we can slide into that second slot. We, mm -hmm. we have, you know, the, the uh, some young guns coming up. They could, you know, I, I could see a couple, all you need is one or two free agents to be like, I'll do two years, two, three years in Miami. Why not? Yeah. And, and not to mention Cuban food. Uh, the, the Cuban food there is just, I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. Second to none. It's second it's, to it's none. It's ridiculous. You got I, I don't know. Yeah, Pitbull, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, Will I went Smith. out there. I was out there last year, actually, and Nick Cannon has a while and out uh, sports bar. One drink, like the drinks started at like $25 with one drink being 32. It was yeah, Miami is wild. I heard I, my, my brother went to the Super Bowl and, uh -huh. and shout out to my brother, by the way. Uh, he just got engaged like a couple weeks ago. Hey. Um, so, so we have two engagements recently. It's just a, a, um, a, a smorgasbord of, of good vibes going on. You know, quarantine new show. Quarantine we got a new show. We got two engagements. 
Shout out Al, shout out Lorenzo. But anyway, my brother. You know, one thing starting, couple things are ending. <laughs> Boom. He said that they don't go out in Miami until like three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. That sounds dude. awful. Yeah. So we did one of those, you know, they come up to you and they're like, because they know you're from out of town and they come up to you on the beach. They're like, you pay 120 bucks. You go to the first bar, you leave at mid. You're not supposed to get to the first bar until midnight. You go to the first bar, you know, it's bottle service. And then we take you to, we take you in like a, a limousine to the second bar. Uh, and there's no lot. You don't have to do, deal with the line or the cover. And then obviously you're on your own. No more drinks after that. We left at, I think, 3.30, and Boozy Badass was, uh, it was his birthday. He was supposed to perform, and I'm like, we got to wait. We got to wait for him to perform. And it got to 3.30. I'm like, dude, we got to bounce, and we just bounced. Yeah, I'm out of here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he no, still had it's... not performed yet. Miami, man. Miami. Yeah, free agents. That's a, that's a great free agent destination. And now I mean, they don't yeah. have that stupid, like, sculpture. Right. People um, take it seriously anymore. now. Yeah, it's like, okay. And there, people are used to playing with no fans now. That's the other thing. That's right. That's right. He's like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm going right at home. Um, <laughs> but yeah, back to the Braves. Not really much to say. They're just they're just studs. You know, we talked about it last week. You got Acuna. You got Freddie Freeman. You got Ozuna. You got Ozzy Albies. You got some. Oh, well, Travis Darno has been raking lately. Raking. Oh, my God. That ball that he hit off the that home run he hit where it just made the loudest sound mm-hmm. off. Like he almost hit that through the stadium. Right. Like punctured a hole in Minute Maid Park. And we talked about it last week. Dansby Swanson coming around. He went bombo too. Mm-hmm. And he hit a mm-hmm. laser. I mean, so when you have these teams and that's why the Dodger Braves matchup is going to be so intriguing because especially when these guys get hot, there's no breaks. You don't, I mean, right. you could make the argument right now based on how they're hitting that the Dodgers have more breaks in their lineup. Like, who do you want to face out of the catchers? Uh, Will, Will Smith, Smith, Austin Barnes, or Travis Darno? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, there are no breaks right now when it comes to the Braves. They're just rolling. Right. And even, like, Duvall versus Pollock, like, it's kind of, like, I mean, you can't, that's, you're splitting hairs there. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I, I'm Bellinger, so excited. For Bellinger just hit his first bomb. I mean, you can look at that. I, I mean, right now for a hotter lineup, I mean, I think the Braves are hotter. And from top to bottom, because Bellinger kind of had a down year to his standards, it might be Braves right now, which is crazy to say. Yeah, I mean, I would still – I'm, I'm going to pick the Braves because I picked the Braves to go to the World Series. Mm-hmm. But I would still, you know, starting pitching – and even though the Braves have pitched out of their minds, I would still give the starting pitch. I would give Bueller and Kershaw over Anderson and Freed, even though both those guys have been awesome. Well, here's the thing. And I maybe you know where that series will be played. Because if – well, it can't be played in L.A. because it would be – the Dodgers can't get a home game. Got to be Texas. I mean, when you look at the pitching – I, I mean, and we watched Kershaw against a, a lineup that is comparable to the Braves in the Padres. To win this game, somebody's going to have to score at least six runs. That's what yeah. I would say. Even yeah. with maybe less so with Bueller, but when Kershaw's on the mound, he's given up three, at least. I just That's just how I feel. That's not to say he's going to lose, but he's going to give up three. Yeah. Yeah, and and he almost it, it sucks because like you watch Kershaw and he could just be shoving in the playoffs for like four innings, five innings, right? And then like he'll just do a little something that kind of taints the outing, but he still pitched great. Still like his outing, up. yeah, still pitched great. Six innings, three runs, gave up two bombs back to back, back to back. Machado. And and so Hosmer. now we've we've kind of started talking about. Let's just get into that series. Now. Yeah, yeah, because because Rays Yanks will end with because mm-hmm. I some notes but yeah yeah dodgers dodgers pods what do you got (sighs) the series of the little brothers we as of right now little brothers are oh and one about to be oh and two once the padres lose possibly oh and three if the rays lose tomorrow but the the dodgers just do what the dodgers do i said it yesterday Uh, i did my first live broadcast it was pretty fun i must say calling the bellinger um robbed home run 
but you have to score. This is what I said in the broadcast. Six, you have to score six runs against the Dodgers right now. Doesn't matter who you are. You have to find a way. Like, I just don't see, I have no reason to think they're going to score less than at least five, at least five. And that's how they're playing right now. And they do it in so many different ways. I don't think Mookie has a postseason home run yet for this season. Um, Cody Bellinger just got his first one yesterday. But you look at the rest of the team, Pollock has been red hot. They just picked him up randomly. You know, he was killing them on the the Diamondbacks, I think, for a long time. Um, who else do you got? You got, you got then the ability that they have. They have so many uh, positionless players. You got the Kike Hernandez, the Chris Taylor, Cody Bellinger to a certain degree that they yeah. manipulate. The, they almost have too many options. They almost Bro. have too many options. Yes. Yes. And like, that's been like a problem. That's right. literally been a problem. You get too cute. You get too cute. Right. That's what they do. They like outsmart themselves. Sometimes they've outsmarted themselves. They're lucky. They're so fucking talented because they almost outsmarted themselves today, tonight. Like, right. They started Dustin May as an opener when he throws a hundred and he can definitely just give you more than, you know, one inning. And then mm-hmm. you bring in a lefty and you almost kind of blow it. Right. But yeah, they're just relentless. I mean, Seager is, I was going to say Seager, Seager is, is a superstar also. Right. Like, and, and it's so, and that's there. the thing. They have so much talent. Alan, the wait is finally over. Football's back. We got playoff baseball. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. I have been betting the Heat a lot. It's ride with Razzie season. I'm going to start giving out three picks every ad read for that ass for the week. And uh, just ride with Razzie. So this week I'm going uh, with the Rays money line tomorrow. I'm going with the Eagles plus seven. And I'm going with the Rams minus seven against the Washington football team. So ride with Razzie, roast me, fade me, do whatever you got to do. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, bet online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there is always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Seeger came out what? Uh, I feel like it was maybe three years ago. Was the guy. Was the guy. Started battling some injuries. Got overshadowed by more guys on the Dodgers. Enter... Cody Bellinger, people forget all about him. Now he's back healthy. And he, it's not that this should be surprising to us because he raked when he first came in and now he's, he's finding his groove again. And it's like, well, here we go. That now they got Cody Bellinger batting seventh, sixth or seventh. He's a reigning MVP because Corey Seager's going off. Justin Turner is, is every, the blue collar workman who just gets his lunch pail and you know, puts his boots on and comes to work every day. It's ridiculous. They're relentless. They're fucking relentless. That is, that is the, it's like uh, in 300 uh, with, with the Persian army. And they mm-hmm. just are like, well, shit, like here come the fucking elephants. Oh, right. well, here come the arrows. Well, here come, you know, these like sorcerers. Mm-hmm. It's like, it, it's, it's nonstop. Like uh, shit, like nonstop. We're, we're facing a dude every single time it sucks because the Padres weren't like Paddock didn't have a good year. They didn't have Clevenger or they had him. And then he said that he felt like bones were moving around in his arm as he was pitching before they took him out when he tried to come back. You mean, so his velocity. Yeah. 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 His, I mean, you obviously called the game. You remember his velocity dipped to like 78, which, you know, that, it sucks that their pitching was not at full strength. I still don't. I mean, I, I don't, maybe they would have got one game, but yeah, I don't know. What, it, uh, it, then, yeah, look, then we forgot. I, I'm literally forgetting Max Muncie, who yeah, was Muncy. the guy, like, another guy that, you know, made us kind of forget about Seager. It's just ridiculous, man. And, you know, shout out to the Padres. They had a great season. I said yesterday that, um, you know, watching the game as a Giants fan, it was like that SpongeBob meme where Squidward is looking out the window with SpongeBob and Patrick like walking, dancing, because that's how it felt. 
it's a tough road to slay because if we do kind of pivot to the Padres, we know hitting wise, the Padres are going to be all right. And now that they have that core, they can bring, like they can bring in some, some pitchers, some, some, uh, some assassin pitchers that are just going to take them to the next level. And look, they get their nine hitter. I talked about him all day yesterday in Trent Grisham. This guy has some real power. Like when you talk about a nine hitter and you talk about, positionless baseball like that's not your everyday nine hitter and he's only 23 so they have a crew right now in just grisham tatis and machado and they're gonna hosmer like hosmer hosmer's hot and cold but as soon as you forget about him is when he does something cronenworth Mm. you know they'll probably move on you know profar had a decent year they'll probably move on from him and oh by the way I, i don't know how long he'll be there either but they got mitch moreland just chilling on the bench just for fun. Yeah. So it wasn't their year this year. If they can keep that core together, maybe at a, at a bat and a couple more arms, they're really going to challenge the Dodgers. So the Dodgers, they better not blow it this year. Yeah, and they got Mackenzie Gore, too, just waiting in the wings. He's going to be a, a, one of the best pitchers in baseball very soon. So, And that's what happens. This We talked about it last week about the Astros. You know, I'm not calling it tanking, but when you're bad for so long, it's like, well, dang, you got to hit on somebody, you know? And, and then when you start hitting – on players you have to capitalize and that's what the Padres they're starting that process the Giants were just an aberration because that never really happened well we had Buster Crawford and Posey but I mean they all did certain things very well we didn't have too many like dudes that came in right it was it was like he says Bumgarner is Posey like those were those were their top those are top prospects in baseball and then that's it. Like then right. there's just, you know, some, some great baseball players, some good locker room guys. So right. Gregor Blanco's God, don't even get me started. <laughs> you just, I just went from six to midnight thinking of thinking of Gregor. I love that guy. One more thing on the Dodgers. You called the game. Bellinger robbed the home run. Yes. The camera cuts to Bruce Dar Gratterall who shout out to me. I don't often do this, um, but I went up against Bruce Dar Gratterall in the minor leagues, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm one to know. I'm one to know against Bruce Dar Gratterall. Um, so, right now, as of now, I'm his father. Um, but we, we that'll obviously we'll see how the World Series goes, right. see how that goes. But you called the game and and you watched what transpired. Yeah. What was your reaction? Just first, like, did you yeah. did you like? brain and pretzel or what was going well, on first i was like did he throw his hat or his glove and then i realized he threw both i believe um everybody was fired up i was fired up you know uh, i had my my home run call ready to go i had to walk it back um and i was just trying to double check whether or not he threw the stuff because from what i saw the angle that i saw it in the replay he threw the stuff think what you th- think what you want to think anybody about him throwing this stuff. He starts walking back to the dugout and he is past the foul line when he turns around. So I thought that meant he heard Manny Machado talking, then turned around, blew the kiss and waved them goodbye, which I was like, well, if Manny was chirping, that's fine. Twitter, MLB Twitter or baseball Twitter, I don't even know if that's a thing. They were convinced that he did it all unprompted and then that's when Manny started saying, F you, I'm waiting for you. And then proceeded to ground out and walk and jog right by him and not say, I think Manny like smirked at him a little bit. Uh, well, later. Manny smirked at him and Gratterall said something like that's all good fun. Like that's, yeah, the other thing. Like, yeah, that's so, just Latin American. Like I know Manny's probably pissed off, but that's the Latin American style right there. They just exactly. each other shit all the time. Yeah. So I don't know. I think that if it was unprompted, the, the hat, the glove, I mean, whatever. I, I, Mookie had a great point. And I've heard so many different stances on this. Mookie had a great point. It was like, look, Machado hit a home run. He chucked his bat. Shout out Tim Anderson. He did. That was not a bat flip. That was a bat throw. You know, so we're allowed to celebrate too. That was Mookie's stance. I'm like, oh, I think Mookie's kind of right. Then I had, uh, I posted it on Twitter, had like a couple of baseball writers, you know, say, look, well, it would be one thing if, Cody Bellinger was the one to like do all that, but all Gratterall did is give up a bomb. He just got saved. And I was like, 
Well, you're actually kind of right on that too. I just think the line in which we start this whole celebrating is good for the game, passion thing, the line gets really blurred. And because of that, and because I'm on the side of the bat flips, I don't feel like I can be that upset about it. Like it was a little much. I think if he threw his stuff, it was a smidge much. If Manny said something and he heard it and decided to blow a kiss, then Manny started it. If he did all that, then turned around and blew a kiss and waved goodbye, it's still doing a lot. But at the end of the day, hit him. Hit him. You know, yeah. you got to get a fastball. Don't be late. You know, that's that's kind of how I feel. I mean, what are you going to do? You know, sometimes I think back to my college days. I'm like, I could have been way more ridiculous because until baseball implements some type of taunting rule, all they do is just eject people if you do too much. That's all they do. Yeah, and some, big and things, ejection sport. And things happen so quick, the umps aren't going to catch it and they're not going to replay something. Like, you can be so ridiculous. There's no rules. So that's why the baseball purists and 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 the baseball police want to say don't do this that and the third but the problem is there's no rules for it you know you can't dunk on someone if there was no taunting rule in basketball people be dunking on someone and pointing them and you know putting their balls in their face all the time but you can't do it because tech right right and and i texted you about this and i had one of my buddies just summed it up perfectly he just said that was a judd apatow movie like, right. There are certain situations where you just have to separate yourself from, from the whole thing and just kind of look at it through the lens of like, okay, number one, he probably just blacked out. Like it, right. it's the playoffs. Like he saw Bellinger and I mean, you saw what he did. Like the guy just out of pure emotion, just chucks everything. He gives the, he's the, 22 the, by the way, he's he 22. Gives, yeah, exactly. He's 22 throws a hundred without really trying, but he gave the old, you know, thank you to the man above. Uh, thank you for saving my ass. Like one of those, he was just going nuts. Like I've never seen anything like that before on a baseball field. That is literally like if Judd Apatow were to make a baseball movie and like have a stereotypical, like, you know, Latin American over the top scene, that was just incredibly over the top. Now, mm -hmm. am I for that all the time? Absolutely not. But for those moments, like playoff moments where no one was expecting the glove throw or something like that. No, no. Now I said, like, if that happens, that's really the equivalent of like punting the ball into the stands after getting, you know, like a three yard first down pickup. But once again, when we're not expecting these authentic moments, like, we don't really know how to react. So let's just laugh at it. Like that was mm -hmm. funny as fuck. Like him just pointing to the man above and giving the, like, it was so authentic. Like he was so happy. Yeah. It wasn't like, and then, and then obviously, you know, the blow and the kiss, whatever, mm -hmm. you know, that I'm all for playoff tension, baby, you know, throw down the gauntlet. Yeah. But, like we said, you're going to get your chance. And Manny came up multiple times, you know, right. and Tatis came up with the bases loaded and you didn't get it done. So you, it, it's one of those things where it's like, ah, oh, you're pissing me off so bad, but it's like, well, then beat me. Right. Right. You know? and, and I just, my take is it was so raw and, and rich that, that I just can't be mad. Yeah. I would like to hear what Dave Roberts had to say since he wanted to call out Trent Grisham. But I think at this point, it's all just like, there's no rules. You guys are going to be yeah. dancing. And, you know, um, I think, I don't know if it was Mookie, but somebody was like, you know, Machado is running out the dugout like for every home run like just borderline cheerleader ish it's just like if that's how you guys are gonna pop then there's no rules whatever and and yeah uh, it's hippo it's it's so hypocritical at this point just yeah whatever and as long as we're not trending towards like the basketball route where there's just a celebration after everything Right, or like I'm volleyball, like a right. huddle like a huddle and right. after every play <laughs> yeah I'm fine with it but last thing on the Dodgers, that's not only are they the best team in the league, they're the highest team in the league because the they memes were out for Bellinger. <laughs> the memes were absolutely out. And the guy is chiefed all the time. Right. Like, 
I'm a high guy sometimes. I know I know another high guy when I see high guys yeah. know high guys. That's the thing. Like he gets so blasted so often that like I don't think he smoked before the game. It's just still hanging around from the night before. Right. He's just a perma high guy. <laughs> yeah, and that, there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. And the Dodgers are the highest team in the league, too. Right. Because there was a game earlier this year where it was uh, I think six of their guys had the day off. So it was like Kike, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Bellinger, of course, uh, leading the charge. It was just a, a bunch of jock w- was in the stands and, and it cut the camera cut to them. And all of them were so stoned. Like it was not even, it was the most stoned I've ever. And I've watched, I watched the NBA a lot. I see guys on the bench that aren't playing all the time. High as fuck. Yes. That was worse than that. It was the most visibly high I've ever seen a team ever. Which makes me even respect them even more. Right. Just because they they chief and they rake. And they make plays. They make plays. They make plays. Okay, last one, which is going to be dope to watch tomorrow night. Or tomorrow, I'm assuming it'll be the night, at least on the East Coast. Rays, Yankees. Uh, the Rays got to, you know, we'll do ride with Razo later. The Rays got to not be favorites because you got glass now going who's going on two days rest i saw he's going to pitch against garrett cole who is not going off two days rest and this is literally the reason the yankees got garrett cole for situations like this if we can just hang around we got our ace in the hole no pun intended and now you look at a game five where if we're still on the astros hate tour who do you trust to beat the Astros next round. And also as much as I know you were high on the Rays and we like the Rays shout out to the grinders. They like to punch. They like to fight. I think baseball kind of needs that rematch that Yankees Astros rematch because they're one of the teams that we got robbed of watching because of COVID and because they didn't play, you know, no West coast team or whoever played each other that, you know, the lines were very, strong this year you couldn't go too far whatever the case may be so we never got to see it and we wanted to see it the a's we did get to see it they didn't come through we thought okay they won the division let's go a's didn't come through yankees this is your one series where you will actually people america will actually want you to win it's going to be a, a different situation for the yankees this is the one time then you get to, and then you get to the um the World Series, assuming they beat the Astros, and I don't think the Dodgers are as hated worldwide as the Yankees. So mm-hmm. Yankees would probably go back to being hated again. But Yankees, if you win tomorrow, this is your one opportunity to go into a series, and America actually wants you to win. So I have the feeling that it's going to be Yankees Dodgers World Series, just because, like you know, with how shitty um, this year has been. You know, it feels like the universe has to balance out, you know, at some point and just mm-hmm. give us like a sick matchup. Dodgers, Yankees, casual baseball fans out there. That's I mean, you can't really ask for much more than that. Right. But we talk about big brother, little brother. The Rays have played this series like the big brother the whole time, with the exception of maybe one inning when Kevin Cash left. Uh, let's look up this guy's name because he looked like a deer in the fucking headlights. And I said it in like the right when he got in the game, I was like, this guy looks nervous as shit. So I don't know what Kevin, they ended up losing that game. What about the game today? You think it was just the Yankees showing up? I thought the Yankees just played really well. They just right. outplayed them. And, and the Yankees almost outsmarted themselves again. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and shout out, you know, Aaron Boone, just letting Jordan Montgomery, Montgomery go. But they have been playing this series like the little brother with those last two games that were played. Mm-hmm. They tried going like going with the uh, the J.A. Happ thing where J.A. Happ, um, you know, came in. They started Debbie Garcia and he was just an opener. And it's like you're playing the Rays game. The Rays do the opener. And, and yeah. A-Rod had that best take about it. And I'm not going to repeat, you know, word for word verbatim what he said. But it was like you're the Yankees. The Rays do that stuff because they're used to it. And, and, and that kind of 
that struck with me. It's like those, that team is used to playing like that. They're used to having the opener. They're used to like, there, there's a sense of normalcy to that. Right. Whereas the Yankees, nah, man, we're, we're the fucking Yankees. We're traditional. We have the starters, you know, we have our roles, we have our, our roles set, whether, you know, some, you may agree with that or not, but they tried to play the Rays game and it just completely exploded in, in Aaron Boone's face. Like mm-hmm. it completely exploded. And I'm an Aaron Boone guy. Um, so I, you know, I, I think it's destiny for the Yankees to win, but man, I, I still think the Rays are the better team and, and Cole is the almighty difference maker. Um, by the way, this guy, John Curtis in game one, Kevin cash, two thirds of an inning, four hits, five earned, two walks. So he just fed him to the wolves. It's not good. Essentially. No. So, uh, I mean, you, you saw this guy, you would look yeah. at this guy and his eyes were, you know, the size of almost his full head. So mm-hmm. I felt bad for him, but yeah, this series has been very, really like a back and forth chess match and, and people just kind of make mistakes back and forth. Right. Um, but I still think they're evenly matched and I still think the Rays are, are the better team. It is right. But again, that's what it comes down to. That's why you got a guy like Garrett Cole. I mean, he's coming off what three days rest um, and, and the Rays are going to have to piecemeal this thing together. And it's going to be tough because the Yankees are another team that, you know, are pretty hot right now. I mean, look, I mean, Giancarlo has been outstanding Glaber is, is starting to find his stride. Aaron Judge is always good for a couple bombs. And that's why you would think that either team. So Araldis Chapman did throw one and a third today. Mm-hmm. And assuming it's a close game, he'll go in again. And then you got guys like DJ LeMahieu. We know about the Yankees lineup. It's just when you look at either team going up against the Astros, or yeah, the Astros, you got to think, both teams, you could argue their lineups. Well, you could probably say the Astros have a better lineup that probably than the Rays. You could make a better argument with the Yankees as to whose is better, but both the Rays and the Yankees have the pitching advantage. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And we said it before, um, you know, the Astros pitching is thin. Everyone knows that. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter if you score a million runs, but you're not going to score a million runs off Garrett Cole. You're not going to score a million runs off of Tanaka. You're not going to score a million runs off of Glasnow, Snell, Castillo, all the guys that their fucking arsenal has. Um, So I'd give the advantage to the winner of this series Mm -hmm. um, just because fuck the Astros too. Um, Right, right. We really need to not see them in the World Series. Right. But if they do make the World Series, I don't know. I, I think it'd be... It'd be a great storyline if they played the Dodgers again. It, it really, would be. It would be. That's, really that's would the thing. Be we cool can take – there be. there's multiple. There's so many. And people are starting to enjoy the fact that they – Carlos Correa in particular and the Astros are embracing this uh, villain mentality because you know what? It gets tiring just hating on the A's. You know, there's really been no other right. team – it's like at, picking on it. There's, right. There's no other team that it's like – or sorry, the Yankees. I mean, I don't know why I said the A's. The Yankees. Um, oh. When you look at when you look at basketball, people love LeBron. People hate LeBron. Um, but people also kind of don't really like James Harden. You know, there's other teams that is kind of like ah, oh, they kind of bug me. People don't really like Chris Paul. You look at football. Obviously, there's Tom Brady, but now he left. People still kind of hate the Patriots anyway. Even though a lot of people like Cam. There's multiple teams to hate. In baseball, there has only been the Yankees for a very long time. As far as like, you know, fans and somewhat hardcore to somewhat casual, you can make the argument, but you know, it's not like us. We hate the Dodgers as Giants fans, Yankees and Red Sox fans hate each other, but that universal um, villain, if you will, we haven't had that. And if the Astros get to the World Series, I mean, I think, I think they're right. I think it is good for baseball, to be honest. Hate watching cells, hate watching cells. Dude, honestly, it really does. And we talked about this, like in the very beginning of, of believe in college baseball Mm -hmm. blast from the 
fucking pass there. Go back Thursday. But it, th- this scandal was great for baseball. This this whole scandal was awesome mm-hmm. for for baseball in terms of publicity, in terms of like the mystique about you know how they fucking pulled this off, like how many people were involved. No one even still knows, and MLB's never going to release it because it it's probably so bad that it's just such a bad look for baseball, mm-hmm. which is what I've heard from my soldiers on the ground right? Um, that have just said, look, like everyone knows they were cheating. Like that was a known thing like three years ago. And it was just kind of like snitches get stitches type thing. Shout out Mike fires, but it's probably a cool guy, <laughs> but it, 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 it really is like we root for storylines in baseball and, and this is, there's nothing like, and it's fun to watch the Astros play. Like it really yeah. is. It's fun to watch them hit. It's fun to watch Grinky. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. I, mean, I yeah. still would, even I would give ta- the advantage. Right. Even talking about, um, you know, we talked about LeBron. Think about the Warriors. They, the, the ratings were crazy. And everybody knew they weren't going to lose. But it's like, wow, I can't believe this team really has Kevin Durant. Like, this is absurd. Mm-hmm. I hate them. But I'm going to watch because it's But they're the best show in sports. Right, right, right. right. So I think that's our playoff recap. You know, very excited to see what comes next. Um, Braves, Dodgers is going to be crazy. And it's tough, man. These small markets, every year we could sit here and say, as kind of, uh, pe- you know, we, we love baseball and we try to spread the word through the podcast and even to our friends, you know, kind of being pioneers for baseball in our own way. And it's tough to sit here and pretty much every year we would say, yeah, it's probably best for baseball if the Dodgers go. And that's where we're at right now. But if the Braves go, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. But it's just because if you want to continue to grow this game where it's kind of plateaued in a way, big names can do that. And that's just what it is. So it's no disrespect to the Braves and the Rays. You know, if, if you win, you win. You know, nobody expected the Giants to win those years. Um, nobody expected the Nationals. Yeah, they're in D.C., but they're not really a big market team. So no. we love whoever we America loves a winner. But unfortunately, we have to say that Yankees Dodgers for the growth of baseball would be best. Right. The only thing that I'll say before we get into our, our segment here um, is that if the Braves get in, the world's going to get to see Ron Acuna Jr. Mm-hmm. And I've been kind of sitting on this take for a while, but my God, he is, I think he's going to be the third best player I've ever seen in my lifetime. Like I, I really, really believe, and Tatis maybe can make a case, but my God, the guy is just so different than ever everyone that I've honestly seen like his opposite field power, his swing, the fact that he just scores from first, he's like Willie Mays, bro. Like he really yeah, is a, like, he looks Willie like a big Mays. boy. He wears his Jersey Gigantic. baggy, but he looks huge. like a big boy. He is a huge boy and he is a young boy as well. And he's a fast boy and he's yes. a strong boy. He does and he's it all. a funny boy. He's really funny on Twitter too. Oh, him oh. and Trevor Bauer. They, they, they're about to make another uh, a show on momentum pretty soon here. Yes. Shout out momentum. Call us. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Give us a call. Um, but I, I, the world getting to see Ron Acuna Jr. Would just be phenomenal. Um, but yeah, yeah. I agree with you. Yankees. That's Dodgers. true. The only thing I would say to that is that I think sure. More people are at home, uh, you know, even though numbers for these pro sports have been down, but I mean, the same thing happened with Juan Soto last year and he balled out and it didn't really help his case as far as like being a guy, like nobody oh, knows I fell who. in love with Juan Soto. So we did, but like casuals. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Well, casuals look, just watch Ron Acuna jr. You'll be glued to the TV. Yeah. Like you'll seriously just be glued to the TV. Right. Right. All right segment time huh yeah this is all you so everyone knows i'm a big history guy that that's a known fact um love history love love the little intricacies about history the little 10 
tidbits, the context of history stories, you know, those side stories maybe. Um, and, and one thing I've always been fascinated about in baseball is the past of it. Um, whether that be, you know, the Negro leagues, which I think really need to be more headline because I can't imagine how fun one of those games might've been by the way. Right. Um, and, and see the chirping that, that probably went on. Um, but like the, the stories from old time, and we've talked briefly about it, you know, the guy that shot the umpire, right. um, the stories from old time baseball are absolutely absurd and you can find them on Reddit. You can find them anywhere, but we're going to do a thing each week where we go into a different story and we're going to call it dead ball. We'll call it the dead ball said segment, shout out to the dead ball era. Mm-hmm. And it's we're going to go each week into a story about baseball's past, about something wild, something crazy that happened, um, just to kind of give you guys uh, an inside look about, you know, really what it was like to play in, you know, the 20s, the 1800s, the, the Shoeless Joes, um, you know, the Ty Cobbs mm-hmm. of the world. So this first story, um, I've been looking forward to reading this for a while. Um, this is about a guy named... Len Konecki, Len Konecki, it's a Brooklyn Dodger, supposedly a stud, like big time stud. Okay. Casey Stengel of the Brooklyn Dodgers brought him in. Um, this guy was balling. He was hitting, but, and then there's context to every story, but teammates, they were concerned about him. He was bipolar. He would show up one day and you know, he would be this happy go lucky guy. Then the next day he'd show up and he'd either be drunk and angry or just angry or just drunk, belligerently drunk. So they started to get mad at his binge drinking and belligerent rants. Um, that was the exact words, belligerent rants. I can only imagine what those belligerent rants were, uh, you know, in the 1920s. Right. Um, so and this is he like made, a practice or what's going on here? So I'm assuming, uh, I didn't, I don't know if it was actually a practice when he was drunk all the time. I'm assuming like, I just assume that old time baseball players were literally just drunk all the time. Right. Like, right. It was right. not like there was, they would maybe mix in a water here or there, but for the most part it was booze. Um, so this guy, you know, as you, as one would expect, mm-hmm. you know, started to catch up to him a little bit. Len, Len was struggling. He started to struggle at the plate and Casey Stengel at this point just had enough. He was fucking pissed. He was like, listen, buddy, you're drunk all the time. You can't hit your way out of a fucking cardboard box anymore. You used to be an all-star. Now you're just nothing. So you're done. You're cut. You're released. Mm-hmm. See ya. Bye-bye. This guy, obviously he's probably upset from being cut so what do you do as a coping mechanism um you know when you're this guy you you go to the bottle um and he booked a flight to chicago or from chicago to detroit it's a commercial airline in 1935 so picture that you could pretty much do anything um in in the 1930s you can get away with anything right yeah like that's when there's a reason that the peak of serial killerism was like 1930s to 80s whatever you could just get away with anything but he's boarding this flight from chicago to to detroit and he gets super drunk and starts fucking with all the passengers and like messing with the crew and all that stuff so they have to picture that scene from wolf of wall street where they chain this guy down to the airplane so they legitimately chained him down to his seat until he passed out and then carried him off the plane. Like everyone carried him off the plane. This guy wakes up, realizes what happened, buys another flight to Toronto where he is now the only passenger on this plane gets drunk again and tries to hijack the plane and, and go and land it in, in Brooklyn. And so as he's trying to hijack the plane, one of the flight attendants just grabbed a fire hydrant and hit him over the head with it. And this is, by the way, this is an, an all-star. This is like, you know, let's say who's like a one, it's like Jeremy Burnett's back in the day. Right. Let's say Jeremy Burnett's became unhinged and uh, tried to hijack a plane. 
and land it somewhere <laughs> somewhere else. So this this flight attendant hits the only passenger on this commercial plane with a fire hydrant. They're able to land the plane successfully, but she accidentally kills uh, Len. And so from hitting him with the fire hydrant, from hitting him in the head with the fire. Well, they just left him there. They didn't like do anything to him, like check him or like maybe like sit him upright or like smelling salts or, or something like that. I don't know if smelling salts. Well, yeah, he probably had some hemorrhaging, wow. but so he... that was the end of Len uh, right then and there after trying to hijack a plane in the 1930s. This is an all star. It was an all star. Wow. Wow. And that is the dead ball era. That is the dead ball era in a nutshell. We're going to have more of these stories, guys. That is absurd. We're going to have way more of these stories. Why was he trying to go to Brooklyn to like roll up on the team? So I don't exactly know. I tried to look up as much of the details as possible. Um, but he broke out and I told him he, uh, he became relentless and started grabbing at the controls. Um, oh, he wanted to fly it to Buffalo because that's where the minor league affiliate was. Dude. So he tried to fly the plane hammered to Buffalo. What I'm wondering is how big was this one seater plane? Like, yeah, I'm the not only- getting on that plane. The one there's just one seat, like, or is, was there just an empty flight? That was one thing my brain was kind of skeptical about, but yeah, I mean, this guy, uh, man, prayers, prayers to his family and all Shout that stuff. Lang, man. Um, but it's just a tragedy. It's a, it's a tragedy. I, I did not, I knew like kind of briefly what happened, but I didn't know he just died on the plane. Like right. that was just the you end gotta go, right there. You know? Right. That was just the end of it. So. Wow, what a great start to that segment. That was everything I kind of thought it would be. Yeah, yeah, I got a lot more. So I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. Anything else? I think that's it, man. You know, very um, happy for this relaunch, like we talked about, this rebrand right in time for the, the real meat and potatoes of the playoffs. So thanks, everybody, for hanging with us. Don't forget to tell your friends now it is Believe in the Long Ball podcast because chicks dig the long ball. And follow, uh, we actually made a Twitter account for uh, for our podcast. It is at longball underscore pod. So be sure to follow that. We're going to be tweeting out. Uh, we actually hired a guy. Um, we got a guy. We got a guy. So we're going to be tweeting out clips, you know, whatever. Just engage with us. Um, talk shit. Roast us. You know, whatever. Um, you know, we appreciate you listening. And uh, we're gonna, this is going to be a fun ride. Till next time. Peace. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.